I'm here talking to Annie, and I'm talking about the scheming life of Rebecca Salcedo. Content warnings are for uncle stuff and male strippers. Come join us on Patreon. We have a general support tier as well as a tier that gets you three bonus episodes a month. And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's enough. Um, (laughs) There's a bunch already in there to listen to as soon as you sign up. You can follow us on Instagram at Podcast or send us an email at tellnoonepod at gmail.com. Leave us a little review on Apple Podcasts if you have something nice to say. Otherwise, shut up. (laughs) That's all. Yeah. I don't ask for much. Sources are in the show notes. Everything's alleged, but this is definitely Tell No One. Enjoy. Okay. Okay. Rebecca Salcedo was born in 1969 in Los Angeles. Her father left her family when she was really young, and her mom suffered from depression. They lived in poverty, and she started working when she was like really young, like 12, 13. She just went straight to work. Um, But pretty quickly, she began to realize that she could get attention from men with her looks and her feminine wiles. So, Bruce Cleland was born in South Pasadena in 1954. He has an older sister, Patricia, and he was very obviously a smart kid. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't a stunner, let's be honest. (laughs) So he had a little bit of like, he developed a little self-deprecating humor about him. He excels at math and science and enrolls in Harvey Mudd College for engineering. 1976, he graduated with his bachelor's and was accepted to Stanford for his master's. So GE offers him a job. Uh, He buys a house. He's doing well financially. He's a responsible guy. And he's also not really flashy with his money. He's just doing his thing. Mm -hmm. Me and my big old brain. My big brain, my big bank account, Mm -hmm. my reasonable house and car. He gets a different job at a software engineering company, and that is where he is now. 1987, he moves into an apartment near Hermosa Beach. Um, He's still not really dating. He, like, isn't dating ever. Um, And he hung out with his parents and his sister a lot and her husband, Ed. That's, like, his friend group. That's his crew. That's his clique. Hmm. December 1995. So Bruce and his dad go to a swap meet that they love. They frequent this place. It's like a huge, like, you know, like a flea market type of thing. Yeah. So they're at this flea market and Bruce stops by a kiosk um, with a woman working at it. And it's Rebecca. She is a stunner. He asks about the stuff that she's selling and she's like smiley and nice and friendly. He eventually leaves and Bruce mentions to his dad that he wants to go back and talk to her. And he's like, this has never happened before. Bruce has never been like, I'm going to go talk to that lady. Mm-hmm. So, whoa. Okay. Um, I don't want to hurt him, but like, we, we might not be being flirty to you for you. It might be like, well, did are you going to buy anything? You're, yeah, she is never cute and flirty to him for him ever. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they chat for a while. And they talk about their jobs, and she mentions possibly wanting to apply to the company where he works. And he's like, I can put in a good word for you. And she has like a copy of her resume right there. She's like, drop it off. We'll see what make magic happen or whatever. You know, me, the engineer at this kiosk. Yeah, for sure. Good on her for being like, I'm ready for a fucking job. You never know who you're going to meet. Everybody like cover letter on her. I think people did that more often than they do now. Like, well, you can't be like, let me e- email it to you. Right. Everything is physical. So, like, you got to take the chances while they come. It's like a business card, I guess. 
A few days later, he calls her and asks her out. Fine. So she's talking to her friends about Bruce, but instead of showing him like the showing them the normal stuff, like here's a picture, here's what we did, she shows them his credit report because she works in collections and she had access to it. Okay. And she sees that he makes over a hundred thousand dollars a year in 1995. Big money, big money, big money. Yeah, before inflation. Yeah. Um. Yeah, before inflation. Um. And he has a lot of credit cards. Well, he doesn't have a lot of credit cards, but he has credit cards with no no balances on them. Yeah. He's great. So he buys her a car. He pays. I know. He pays for a girl's trip for her and a boob job. Rebecca also has a young son, and she tells Bruce that her son's father was the only person that she's ever slept with. I love that for her. (laughs) And her friends are like, question mark, question mark, question mark. She is not monogamous with Bruce, but they are not having sex at all. She says that she does not believe in sex before marriage, except for that one case of my son. (laughs) (laughs) So they are not having sex, but she, Bruce isn't having sex. She is not with him. Oh, man. Yeah. Are they like together? Yeah. Okay. She's like, I am a um, Catholic Hispanic woman and like, I cannot have sex with you. So a few months later, she tells Bruce, like, hey, it would be really sick if I we could move, or I could move into the house in front of the place that I'm living. It's like a big house. It's for sale. Mm-hmm. It's bigger. It's nicer. Blah, blah, blah. So he buys it for her. Wow. She's like, well, I need furniture. Buys her furniture. He also buys her a brand new SUV and a boat and gives her duplicates of all his credit cards that she can have free access with. Oh, man. Sorry, you're a mark. Like, he's... I don't He's know. happy so far, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if we're all happy right, It's his right money. Now, he has a choice to do it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, Bruce's sister Patricia dies at 45 from cancer. Mm. I know. So, he's kind of worried. His family's worried. Like, he hasn't settled down yet. Now the sister's dead. We're just, like, kind of sad about how... Like, he might be alone after his parents are gone. Mm-kay. So they're like, maybe you should Marry be serious girl. about Rebecca. Or, like, we're happy that you are, or whatever. Mm. Just kind of changes the family dynamic a little bit. So Rebecca and Bruce discuss moving in together, but she's like, I'm not going to live in sin. How many times do I have to say it? She is, however, sleeping with her male stripper friend, Stephen, <laughs> and a longtime female lover who remains unnamed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're looking at buying a $300,000 home in Whittier. It has four bedrooms, a swimming pool, but Rebecca was like, we should be married before we like buy a home together. We want to marry him? I mean, define want. <laughs> <laughs> From her estimation, that would be a wise decision. <laughs> it turns out not to be. Um, she says she wants a big wedding eventually, but like, let's just have a small ceremony soon and we'll do the big thing later. Like, let's just make it legal and then we'll have a real wedding. Okay. So they elope in October 1996. He buys the house, but only she lives in it. And they're not having sex yet. She's like, I'm waiting for the big wedding. Okay. Well, we can't. (laughs) Girly. Pop. What are we going to wait for after that? Him to die. Right. Okay. So she's like, you can move in once we have the big wedding in January 97. And he's like, okay, I'll live with my parents until then. He buys her a home and was not allowed to live in it. He's also required to call ahead before he stops by the house. Yeah, you are. I'm busy. (laughs) I have company. You cannot come by whenever. You Um, won't like what you see. I guarantee it. (laughs) (laughs) 
she's telling her friends that she is using Bruce for his money. Surprise, surprise. But they have their big wedding in a Catholic church on January 18th, 1997. And this is just a side thing i really don't even know how to bring this up or why i'm bringing it up but it it kind of is important the wedding photographer is so like disturbed by the wedding and it will come up later but rebecca's uncle is so outwardly sexual with her like gropey to her at the wedding that like the wedding photographer takes note and it will come up later he's she's just like that was fucking weird like he would just like grab her in like some kind of weird ways and other, and other women, too. Okay. Rebecca tells everyone that the honeymoon was terrible and that Bruce could not perform. She suspects, or he told her, that he was a virgin. But she also says she caught him masturbating, which reminds me of the jug scene from Sex in the City when her and Trey, Charlotte and Trey, are trying to have sex, and then she wakes up and he's masturbating. And yeah, she's yeah, like, are yeah. you kidding? <laughs> well, she calls his brother-in-law, Ed, and tells him about all this. And Ed's like... May I suggest counseling? Why the fuck are you talking to me? Why are we on the phone? Why are you telling me this? And she's like, I don't know. To humiliate him. But her friends wondered if this was an excuse for her to continue to flagrantly cheat on him. Yeah. To be like, well, he can't satisfy. But basically, her plan was to marry him, divorce him, and take half of everything that he has. I'm with you. Right. Not like emotionally. I mean, like I'm following you. Following the plan. So Bruce travels for work sometimes and other men are coming by the house. She would also pay her stripper male friend, Stephen, all his bills with Bruce's money. The sugar baby becomes the sugar daddy. (laughs) Not only have you cucked me, you've made... (laughs) Not only have you cucked me. And now Bruce is spending some nights in a motel. So they get married in January. It's April. April 20th, she calls the police and tells them he is abusing her. He just packs his stuff and goes to his parents' house. Mm. He contacts his credit card companies to cancel the cards. Rebecca asks her sister to help her find a hitman. And she says, I'm not going to be able to do that, Rebecca. So Rebecca goes to a lawyer and brings a separation agreement to Bruce. She says, just sign this. It'll be so easy. I'm going to continue to live in the house. You're going to continue to pay for it. And we'll just live like that forever. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, look. I'm Bruce, and I am saying, no, I can't do that. You think you can do whatever you want, Mm because you're hot. This is where it it stops, Rebecca. (laughs) And she says, all right, fine, then I'll tell everyone you molested my son. So she thinks that she will be entitled to half of everything he has. Half of the house, half of the investments, half of his savings. But what would actually happen is he would be able to keep everything that he had earned before the marriage. Everything you come into the marriage with, you can take out when you leave. Mm-hmm. It's everything that you do together is everything what you're you entitled during to. during the time you're married. Which they've only been married for four fucking months. He didn't make a lot of money. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta think long term. Yeah, she's an idiot. So also, she's like, wait. Oh, and everything he bought, he bought her before yeah. they got married. And with his money. So she's like, well, at least I could have the house. No, he put in all of his money into the house. She doesn't get any of that. Okay. So in the end, they would split about five grand if they got divorced. Brutal. So um, the marriage must end in another way. So now Rebecca is telling everyone that Bruce molested her son. I don't know if that will help. Doesn't. Um, because she's not going to the police and people are like, oh, why aren't you going to the police? She's like, oh, I'm going to blackmail him. That's what I'm going to do. So you don't. So if it happened, you don't care about your son. You don't care about him. I mean, it didn't happen. So yeah, but like even you're not even playing the role. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. If I was her family and she's like, yeah, he molested him, but I'm just going to like 
try to see if I can get money out of that. Huh? Rebecca. She also starts like casually mentioning that her family hates him so much, it wouldn't be too surprising if they murdered him. So July 25th, she's like, Bruce, I want to make up. Let's have dinner tonight at our favorite Mexican place. Can't believe we even have one. I know. So he goes to his parents' house that afternoon after work. um, And he's like, I'm going to go talk to Rebecca. We're going to go to our favorite Mexican place. Uh, His parents are like, all right, we're going to go out to dinner too. Um, So they leave the house before him. He gets in the shower, primps up, gets ready. He's primping, blah, blah. So eight o'clock, Rebecca picks him up. Masculine energy of her. (laughs) Uh, They go to the restaurant. They're eating and drinking. They're drinking a lot. Or Bruce is drinking a lot. Yeah. Bruce is being forced to drink a lot. <laughs> oh. uh, and very, um, you can't go anywhere without me tonight. Right. I'm your ride. I'm bringing you to where I want you to end up. Yeah. Um, and sometime during the dinner, Rebecca makes a call from the restaurant phone. And a waitress notices that she is keeping her hand like over her mouth part, like hiding what she's saying. Okay, we're not going to, I'm not a lip reader. Like a spy. Not Yeah, right. Like, who do you... <laughs> She makes another call from her cell phone later as well. She's making a lot of calls tonight. Hogging the phone at El Torito on the pier. El Torito on the pier. <laughs> <laughs> so they settle up. Now, why did I write it like that? <laughs> they pay. They, pay. <laughs> they leave the restaurant. Um, they settle up and she drives him to her uncle's house. I knew it. He's there with a lady and they have a lot of drinks together. She makes more calls from like a separate bedroom while they're there. At 1 a.m., they Bruce and Rebecca leave. And on the drive home, she's turning a different way than usual. Um, and is like driving in kind of a secluded suburban neighborhood. Not the way home. Mm-hmm. Okay. But Bruce is, may I say, a few sheets to the wind. Right. He's not like pointing this out. Okay. So they're driving um, and she pulls over and says, Bruce, a light, like a warning light came up on my dashboard. Like something's wrong. Like my hatch is open or whatever. I got to go shut that. So she gets out. She opens the door, walks out to the back. Suddenly, stage left, a man in all black pops out of the bushes and shoots twice through the window at Bruce. It hits the right side of his face and came out the other side. Wait, we're being rattly. Why am I trying to hold it? Just don't move. <laughs> don't move yeah, a fucking yeah. muscle. <laughs> um, how would that ever happen? Yeah, how would anyone ever buy that that happened out of the blue and you didn't plan, plan it? it? Yeah, especially because you got out of the car. Yeah, you pulled over right where there was a bandit in the shrubbery. Yeah, and then like got out of the way (laughs) and then hid it is um ridiculous yeah a second bullet lands inside the car door bruce opens the door of the car and is stumbling out the the shooter is continuing to shoot at him it's really awful he's like running away he's trying to run away across the street um he gets hit in his lower back another in the back of the head he falls into someone's driveway and the shooter comes up and to make sure Shoots him again through his right temple. Like, God fucking a, damn it. An execution, like, ran him down in the street. So the shooter runs away. A passing taxi driver calls 911, and the police are there in minutes, and they find Bruce dead in the driveway. Car is still running. Her purse, keys, cell phone, and jewelry are all still in the car. 
but she says her engagement ring's missing. Okay, Rebecca, how would a guy in all black be hiding <laughs> in a bush waiting for a girl to drive by with an engagement <laughs> ring on? <laughs> waiting for her to drive by and pull over right. and get out with an engagement ring on? I want to. Re- I need her. to really talk to you, Rebecca, and, and take it off your finger. Kill your boyfriend, and then politely ask you to remove. Give me your that ring. ring. Yeah. So, side note: her uncle has two sons, Jose and Alvaro. Alvaro was living with Rebecca and sleeping with her in the same bed. He was also a stripper, and she's also paying related for all to his, him. Related to him and paying for all his stuff. Rebecca, you can't fuck people you're related to. What? <laughs> Kendall. Judgy, judgy. We need judgy, to talk Judgy, judgy, was a bear. <laughs> we need to talk more about, like, your cousin, dude. Yeah, direct cousin. <sighs> um, okay. I feel deflated by that. <laughs> so Rebecca tells the police that she had noticed the warning light on her dashboard and pulled over, um, but she was bonked on the head and knocked out. So I won't be very useful. So when the police arrived, she was laying on the ground like perpendicular to the car (laughs) with her shoes off, but her shoes were placed neatly on the pavement next to her. (laughs) Like Rebecca, what are we doing? They knocked me out. Yeah. But like, we'll have a doctor come in here. They do. (laughs) They do. And they're like, she, they, she looks fucking fine. She couldn't give a lot of information. She's just like, they hit me on the head. I can't remember a thing. They hit head injury. I can't say anything more. She uses her cell phone to call her dad or uncle. We're not sure because she called her uncle dad sometimes. Um, and oh. is overheard saying they killed him, even though no one had told her Bruce was dead and she hadn't gone over and looked at him at all. Girl. Okay. So the EMT's examiner, she has z- no apparent injuries at all. One witness saw a man running from the scene and saw a car speeding away. So we know that. Mm. They take her downtown and she told them. We were just about to like get back together. We were working on things, um, and I'm missing my engagement ring. They stole my engagement ring. The idea that you have not talked to him in a long time, yeah. and tonight <laughs> is the one night you told him, actually, hey, come out with me. Come out. I'm going to lure you out. I'll drive. So they bring her into uh, like an interview room, and she's like, where's my husband? When are you going to let me talk to him? We know that you know he fucking died. They're like, ma'am, he's dead. And she's like, What's this? <laughs> this is the first time hearing of it. But we heard you on the phone telling people he died. He, he died. Yeah. So that's why they were like, we didn't break it to her gently. Like, we knew she knew. We yeah. knew this was a whole charade. We just said, like, ma'am, he's dead. And okay. you for sure know that. You made sure of it. Immediately they knew? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. They call her uncle. He comes and gets her. And they ask, you know, why are you driving in an area that you've never driven in before? In a dark and, like suspicious area she didn't really have an answer for this she tells her friends that she is now set for life with his life insurance she gets an attorney immediately and starts going to work on the life insurance policies there's um there's one for over half a million dollars that would pay off the mortgage but a handwriting analyst determined that signatures on two policies that were taken out just two months before the murder were forged she would also get another two hundred thousand from his stocks and the wedding photographer hears about his murder and is like, I have to call. Some, uh, yeah, something is wrong here. And she considers going to the police, but I guess she doesn't. I just wrote she considered. So maybe she didn't. Okay. She eventually did because I heard I know about her. So she, um, funeral time. 
she wears a little black dress to the funeral. An LBD. Uh, I wrote LBD. <laughs> a sexy LBD to the funeral, as well as her missing engagement ring. She was also very handsy with her cousin Alvaro. They do claim that they've never had sex, just that they sleep in the same bed and have seen each other naked. Hey, why? <laughs> if you're normal and I'm normal, tell me why. They also got matching tongue piercings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you're not fucking that guy... Stop screaming that. Stop screaming this in my face. Yeah. I don't want to see it. <laughs> so one of the witnesses is brought into a photo lineup and points to Jose, her other cousin, as one of, as the shooter. So by December, Avaro is fully living with Rebecca. She is fully... I wrote sugar mummying. <laughs> <laughs> sugar mammy. Sugar mammying. Um, police get a search warrant for the house... Um, they show up and she answers the door and immediately puts her left hand behind her back. And they're like, show me the hand. <laughs> and there's the ring okay. that was taken, allegedly. You think that, like, they're only going to know what you do when they're around? Yeah, you don't think we saw this, your sexy little performance at the funeral? <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk about the telephone records. The cell phone records, I guess. The idea of the hand behind the back. <laughs> it's so goofy. Grinchy. Yeah. So July 26th, before 2.30 p.m., so this is less than 24 hours after the murder, just like 12 hours, she calls and cancels his cell phone plan. Um, Calls back and also has the service shut off for her phone, too, thinking maybe they won't be able to look at my phone records if my phone's disconnected. If I closed out my account. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I can't decide what would be less suspicious than being able to access my cell phone records or me canceling my entire account the day after the murder. (laughs) Me trying to redact the entire thing. Yeah. And like, I don't know, often with men who have kill- killed their children or whatever, when they like withdraw them oh, from pre-K yeah. before people even found out they died or yeah, whatever, yeah, you're doing that. You're doing like, in what world would a widow the day after <laughs> his cell phone plan? Like that could go on for a year without that bitch even thinking about it and yeah. being like, oh, fuck, I should turn that off. Or that's something your like friend does for you when yeah. you're like when you're in bed crying yeah but also you'd be like well i kind of maybe i want to keep it because maybe you want to hear his voicemail look at his phone like who knows i've watched a movie i know people want to keep hearing that (laughs) yeah she calls them again in august and reports her phone was stolen so like she's just doing some like shady shit with the cell phone uh so all right july 25th the day of the murder she calls her uncle at 4 30 at 5 30 she calls her cousin alvaro around 9 30 she calls him again 1001 she calls him again like uh, a lover like a lover or like tonight's the night mm. 1024 he calls her cell phone 1052 again 1113 <laughs> again 1156 again 1157 again yeah like i can't be in the bush all night 10 minutes before the shooting at 101 a.m she calls him and he was also calling his father her uncle the whole night and calls from alvaro his cell phone puts him near the location of the shooting. Did they not know that your phone would like ping near a tower? Not really. Like this is the beginning of like ping evidence, but this does not stop her from living her life. She's having catered parties. She's going to Aruba. She's shopping. She's going to Vegas. And the child. Oh my God. We don't care about him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's with dad. (laughs) February 17th. They arrest Rebecca and Jose. Jose was released a few days later because the DA didn't think they had enough evidence on him yet, so he's sitting. They did not ping that phone. They pinged Avaro. Avaro. Yeah. Okay. 
So, Alvaro, yeah, I mean, I would like to be excluded from the narrative. <laughs> but there was a getaway driver and a shooter. So th- there's two guys. Alvaro was arrested for conspiracy to commit murder. Um, Jose is charged with murder and arrested again. Mm. So witnesses who knew both of them in the spring of 1997 testified that Jose asked them for a gun and a driver for a hit. Um, Jose returns to grab the gun, but was like, nah, I don't need the driver anymore. I'm good. I found someone else for that. I have a brother. I found, yeah, her cousin boyfriend will do it. And my brother. Yeah. (laughs) So their trial begins in June 2000. It's mostly just eyewitnesses, which we don't really believe in. I mean, we can't. What we've gone through, we can't believe in them. But also the telephone records. So that's something to me. So this is what they think happened. What they know. (laughs) (laughs) July 25th, Rebecca calls Bruce to lure him out. Yeah, we're luring. We're luring. Mm. They go to dinner. Mexican, I'd go. I'm glad his last meal was Mexican. I am too. And I'm glad he never had to pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Uh, they get re- well. He gets real drunk at her uncle's house. They leave to go home. Oh my god! With her uncle like feeding him. Yeah. Poor okay. Bruce. Um, she's driving him to an isolated residential area for no fucking reason. Gets out of the car. Jose comes out of the the bushes and shoots Bruce with a thirty eight caliber handgun. Not an immediate fatal wound. Ugh. He tries to run and is chased across the street um, until he eventually falls and is then shot in the head again. And then Jose goes to the getaway car driven by Alvaro. There sounds right to me. So Jose's defense was they weren't even that close. Jose would never kill for her. Like they weren't that close. He's not even that close with his brother. Okay. Well, I don't believe that. (laughs) But um, I bet she told him you'll get money. You'll get part of the money I I get. Yeah. Whenever people do that, like I'm about to come into a lot of money. Yeah. I'll cut you in. All you have to do is brutally murder this guy they're not gonna come into money no they're gonna go to jail, jail forever do you want to go too? and she probably like laid down a little bit of like the molesting thing oh like you think she told them he he had been doing that to her kid i mean it wouldn't hurt to make them be a little more sympathetic to her cause yeah okay but i don't know they might not even have needed that like they might have just been able to do it yeah i mean like their dad the uncle right is a bad is a baddie yeah. <laughs> In the old English. Uh-huh. There were no records of Alvaro or Rebecca calling Jose's phone. So he's like, I had nothing to do with this. Yeah, I would do that. I mean, of course. Love my brother, but like... Throw him under the bus. I mean, immediately. So Alvaro says, I wasn't even in the area. My phone was stolen and or borrowed. And his defense attorneys point out that the cell phone pinging science was not like perfect yet. So... You can't totally rely on it. It's a new thing. New science. Did Adnan, did the ping end up being real? Or oh, no? I have no idea. That shit's over my head. I really? can't. I can't get into that. Okay. I have no idea. I did the original pod. Yes, of course. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'm happy for him. I think I'm really happy for him. Yeah. I think. So Alvaro's former girlfriend would also testify that he was so depressed after they broke up that she saw him that night in a nightclub. And then he went to a bar and a friend and a bartender at the bar who happened to be his baby mama said that they saw him there when the murder supposedly happened. Oh, we'll see. Um. Um, Rebecca says, it's not that weird for me to drive that way to get home. Prove it's that weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay. But 
we're not having like a, a beautiful like Sunday drive. No, it's it's one AM. You're driving home a drunk guy. Like you want to get home. Yeah. You're not like taking the weird route. No, it's not scenic. Mm. This is weird. The first responders testified also that there was like blood on her fingers or a little bit. And she's like, that must have been from my head injury. And then they say, you didn't have a head injury, but like, thanks for trying again. (laughs) Harold Cleland, Bruce's dad, whose both children are dead now. Mm. Terrifying. Testified that Bruce was not very comfortable with women. Uh, He met Rebecca 95 at that swap meet that he was previously very careful with his money, but Rebecca changed that. So he just testified to like talk about their relationship. Rebecca's friends and sisters testify that he, that she was horrible about Bruce constantly cheated on him, constantly complained to everyone about him, wanted him out of the way, wanted her sister's help to get rid of him. And like mentioned to her sister, like, you know, some shady people, like what if we could do something that he like had an accident or maybe like cut his brakes, you know, people like that. And her sister's like, I don't know people people like that. that. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, she truly was like, no. They turned on her, huh? They turned on her because her sister says, well, you just said this to me. How do you know I'm not going to go to the police? And Rebecca said, well, I'll just tell them you were having an affair with Bruce and that it was actually your idea. If I... I know I bring it up a lot. I want to know. If I did a really bad thing... (laughs) How bad are we talking? Killed a guy. Killed a guy. Got a guy to kill another guy. Got a guy to kill another guy for money. (sighs) Yeah, for money. I'd tell on you. You would? Uh Uh-huh. I would. Well, what about... (laughs) (laughs) What about, like, they already found me out for it, right? Yeah. I'm going to go to jail. We already know. Okay. Would you volunteer? Like, oh, and another thing. Oh, no. Okay, cool. I don't need to pile on. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't seem necessary to me. (laughs) Okay, cool. (laughs) Um, she also told her sister about his impotency, and so she feels really bad for him. So the prosecution brings up the guy who Jose asked for the gun from, stripper Steven, who's been on the payroll. To tell them what? Just to be like, yeah, she pays me and <laughs> and fucks me. And she pays me well. And like and did not care about Bruce, like brought me into the marital bed. <laughs> um and the lineup gal, the gal who who fingered Jose. Eyewitness comes forward and says also that they were driving around this area and saw the parked car with its lights on, door open, and a woman lying on the ground. (laughs) Five EMTs testify about her saying that she was bonked on the head but lacked any injuries and the neatly placed shoes. Um, The detective testified about how she insisted her engagement ring was stolen and then they witnessed with their eyes her wearing it (laughs) and trying to hide her hands. Uh, God love her. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Bruce had four gunshot wounds in total that caused horrible damage. Uh, I do. The the way they killed him. Like in cold blood, like shot him down in the street. And like him trying to run away and following him and getting him. Like a movie. Yeah, it's awful. There was like some stippling to his face, which he had stippling on his face, which indicated like some of the shots were close range. Mm. Um, They never found the murder weapon. Bruce was also very drunk when he died. Blood alcohol content of 0.33. Oh. Which is like, he might have died another way, frankly. That mm-hmm. is so high. Okay. So, Alvaro also left this bartender woman, his baby mama, a voicemail at around 1.27 a.m., which calls into question him being there. So, she's on the stand, and she starts crying, and, like, doesn't totally recant, but, look, I mean, it looks like she's fucking lying. 
Uh, he testifies on his own behalf, denies everything. Prosecutor establishes that Rebecca had given him thousands of dollars. Uh, he had been able to live in the house while Bruce lived with his parents, slept in the same bed with her, and saw each other naked but denied a sexual relationship. He's a kept cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Why would they admit to having seen each other naked? Like, Because they slept in the same bed. Yeah, we've been naked, but we we didn't do anything. And that's all you saw. <laughs> so don't even freak. <laughs> don't even freak out. Okay, don't we freak. We draw the line there. You've never taken a bath through cousin? In adulthood? No. <laughs> right. So a few hours of deliberation later, Rebecca is found guilty of first-degree murder with special circumstances because they were hiding in wait. They, like, brought him to a mm-hmm. a murder scene. Jose and Alvaro as well, and conspiracy, they all get life without parole. Jose and Rebecca's verdicts were overturned by an appeals court because they brought in evidence of things that Jose had said before his Miranda rights were read to him. Mm. So they both get new trials. Um, But before these new trials could happen, Bruce's mother died. And then five weeks later, his father died. My God. The whole family is gone. It's so awful. And they were like normal good people. Just got wrecked by shit. Rebecca. And cancer. And whatever these two died of. <laughs> <laughs> um, 2003, new trials. The DA presents basically the same case. I mean, nothing really changed. They just couldn't bring that evidence in. But Rebecca's defense changes. And she says that now she knew Jose was going to confront Bruce that night, but she didn't know he was going to kill him. I just wanted to cover for him and made up the carjacking story to like save him. Jose claimed again that he had nothing to do with it at all, which is, I don't think it's the smartest way to go, but um, they're both convicted again. So they are all in prison. Everybody but the uncle. Everyone but the uncle. I wonder why he didn't get, I guess I can prove he was just in his house, like being the marionette guy. Yuck. I know. Thank you for telling me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell no one. Bye.